Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. After four long years, finally a way to describe our banter as art and witty. Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading The Art of Witty Banter. Be clever, be quick, be interesting, create captivating conversation. In parentheses, how to be more likable and charismatic. Book 14 by Patrick King. 14, we're jumping ahead. I'd say we've done the prerequisites. We're ready for book 14. I don't need to hear what the hell the beginning 13 books were about. This should have been the first book we ever read on the show. I know. I was thinking it's about time we did our homework. We've been putting this shit out there in the world without being witty. Now we can get a lesson. What's new? What's going on? Ganesh, you look like you're doing... That looks like you're about to fall asleep, honestly. You doing okay? I ate half a pizza and had a couple beers. Oh, that's your cl- this is a classic Wednesday. Shane, what about you? What's new? Is that a pa- is that, what's, that, what's that pattern on your shirt? Those dinosaurs? No, it's palm ti- trees. It's palm trees with tigers on them. Whoa. Whoa. That is a summer shirt, my friend. I'd say that's Bengal tigers. That's Tommy Bahama esque. You got to take that shirt to Europe with you? No, God, no. This is the lousy, horrible shirt I sit in this hot room to record in. That's a Western Hemisphere shirt exclusively yeah you, don't you do think not that show up in the eastern hemisphere in, wearing that in perry no 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 yeah what are what are you bringing to perry you mean fashion fashion wise Fa- fashion wise yeah what are you gonna wear a couple turtlenecks oh you got any turtlenecks in tow no i do have a a lot of like dark colors that'll play a lot of neutrals that'll play nice not a lot of loud stuff Jeans? Not trying to stand out, huh? You got jeans? Black jeans. Good. Dark jeans are the way to go in France. Let me ask you this. Is jeans like a... Is jeans is like jeans, a... Is jeans... <laughs> All right. Settle down. Is jeans like a pants? Is jeans like a, like a universal thing? Yeah. Does everyone across question. the globe wear jeans? That seems like a stupid question, but I think it's a good question. Because, like, yeah, do people in, like... <laughs> I'm going to sound like a real idiot. Do people in like China wear jeans? I think so. Like jeans, like Levi's. <laughs> they might look a little different because they're. I think American imports or, or exports or whatever are tricky. Boot, are they boot cut? <laughs> boot cut's a universal cut. <laughs> they got boots everywhere. And, and, and it's not cut. just for it's not just for jeans. All right, all right. Are jeans universal? That's a question. I hope it's answered by this book, but probably not. Um, Do you think any of the astronauts who landed on the moon had jeans under their diaper, uh, exoskeleton diaper? Yeah, 
Yeah, it goes jeans, diaper, exoskeleton. <laughs> the three layers of astronaut on the moon. I don't know. Yeah, they brought up a damn golf club. The, clearly, the rules are pretty lax by the end of the Apollo program. They're probably like, yeah, bring up some boot cuts. Who cares? I bet there are a couple of boot cuts, maybe a jock jock or two. If I was an Apollo astronaut, I would have insisted on Levi's to fit over my astronaut suit. So I would be out there in my space suit, but with jeans on top. Yeah. yeah. I would have smoked a cigar in my helmet. <laughs> Just to start throwing up everywhere. Die. <laughs> Big stogie. Fuck. Yeah, it's like pure oxygen. Car- carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> Just explodes. I didn't fly to the moon to not smoke a stogie. That's the first, the first words on the moon. I didn't fly all this way not to smoke a stogie. And you pop your helmet off and die. Well, we lost him. The boot cut astronaut. Dead at the age of 35. Can you find that book on Amazon Prime or whatever? Bootcut Astronaut has to be a real book. It's got to be out there. Or the, you typing it in? The Denim Astronaut. <laughs> the astronaut that insisted on flying in denim. Like, what's really the material on the outside of the suit? You could probably make it out of denim, right? It's like cloth of some kind, no? No, it's windbreakers. <laughs> it's a it's a philo windbreaker yeah i don't know i don't know much about space travel or science in general but i think you get some denim in there if you really wanted to it does feel like a misbranding opportunity either way you could put some sweet shit on that suit mm-hmm. yeah like a nascar thing have patches on there fucking pringles man face on there or something mr peanut yeah that's what's gonna happen now that they've privatized space flight yeah we're gonna have a goddamn man in a full-blown mr peanut suit up there yeah gasping for breath brisk iced tea logo on his lower back they still do brisks <laughs> i, I feel like i got a brisk the other day i don't know how old it was but i, I feel like every it. brisk was made in 1997 and has just been sitting in a vending machine until then yeah. waiting for you to take it they're pretty good slim jim i could see that slim jim's like perfect space food right seems like it would keep well forever just some thoughts for nasa or spacex but it might what's it might Jeff make Bezos some like thing. a is it like a low Diarrhea. orbital spray? There. <laughs> well, you, you kind of want that with the diaper, right? You don't want wow. like... You want solids, I think, in the diaper. You want solids. <laughs> you don't want to come back on the, the lunar lander with diaper rash. You need solids down there. Solids, because if they start floating away and, and, no, and zero grav, you can grab it with like an oven mitt or something. <laughs> you can't do that if you have diarrhea floating around and a little droplet. Do you think... Again, I'm not a science. I'm not a man of science. But do you think if you ate a bunch of Slim Jims, maybe cracked a couple brisks, <laughs> and you were on the moon and you let it rip, could you could you garner enough force to break free of the atmosphere? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, I don't know. Who's to say? Here's what we need to do. We need to have a guest on here. We just need to start getting guests on that we can ask these questions. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's well. get Neil deGrasse Tyson here. What do they do with the diapers? They just keep them on board when they're done? They, they toss bury them, out the them like a cat. They sell them souvenirs. <laughs> Here's a genuine space diaper full of Buzz Aldrin's dung. <laughs> <laughs> if they flung them out the the window, would they come back down to Earth? No. Say again? What'd you ask? I missed that. <laughs> if you did what now? If you flung the diaper, would it come back like down to it? Earth? That's a really many, that's a ch- how many that's a childlike did you understanding have? of space. What was on your pizza? Like fucking <laughs> moron pills? <laughs> you had some fucking psych- psychedelic mushrooms on there. If it caught the atmosphere, just yeah, just right. right. <laughs> So your question is, standing on the surface of the moon, could you throw something from the moon to Earth? <laughs> no, I'm saying when they're in this, we're in the space, they're in the spaceship, oh, right? That's much more. You rude. fill up a diaper on the spaceship. What are you going to do? Just hold it you, there no, until you, you get back down it. to Earth? You crank it out the back door. You just leave it. That's what I'm saying. 
I don't know what you do. All right. I didn't ask. I think up there. Yeah. You probably just shoot it out a hole or something in the side of the ship. It's probably a whole bunch of shit and pee up there in outer space floating around. There's no way they store that stuff. Like there's a space station up there. It's there forever. Well, not forever, but long enough that it's not coming back. Certainly there's a way to dispose of the mess made after a night of brisks and Pringles. I don't know. Let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson on here and see what he says. Sir, what do they do with all the poop up there? That's the only question we have. All right. Thank you for your time. He's like, I'm, that's not my specialty. All right. All right. Now just shut up and let us read a book to you. We could read his one of his books. Yeah. I want to know more about the yeah. cos- cosmos. Snooze. Wow. Are you one of those? You're one of those people that's bored by space. No, I love space. You just know too much. Yeah, I read the books. <laughs> yeah, a little modest. Yeah, I know. I know too much. I've read. <laughs> I've read all the papers. I read the books. I know about space. I know about dark matter, comets. Yeah, you know dark matter. It's like when a oh god, a soiled diaper <laughs> hangs out too long. Has anybody, now, have anybody? Has anybody thought about that? All right, they say that dark matter makes up most of the universe, but we don't know what it is. Have they considered that it is astronaut duty? Yeah, Buzz was a. A leaky cauldron. Turns out the astronauts have farted so much. It is filled. And space. that's our 10 minutes. Honestly, oh, look at that. Yeah, we went, we, we speed ran a disgusting conversation. Let's get into it. All right. That's enough of this. It's another solid week of going through an intro without discussing our own lives. Uh, that's fine. What are you talking about? That was our life. Been, yeah, my life is figuring out what happens on the moon with all the poop. That's true. I did Google the other day. I mean, it's something I've Googled a couple of times. Unfortunately, I never get a clear answer. Why don't we just... <laughs> uh, Google's not been straight with me on this. <laughs> why don't we just shoot all of our trash out into the sun? Oh, that's probably really hard to do. And we make a lot of trash. I mean, it would be cool. Feels like it could, it could potentially be the right move. Wouldn't the rocket be worse for the environment? Yeah. Tr- well, I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? Save the science questions for when Neil's on the show, okay? Crazy that you couldn't find an answer to that. I got two questions. Google for, has not been very clear with me about why we can't shoot all of our junk into the sun. No one's done the research. Well, it's about time somebody wrote a scholarly paper. And it could be you. Yeah, I've been listening to our episodes lately, and our interests are just going 20, 25 minutes. I'd say, let's cut it. Let's get, <laughs> let's just, who cares about us? We covered the important topics, right? We covered space we covered everything i mean we everything encompassing the physical universe we talked about in this intro yeah i'd love to focus group our show and see why people listen uh because the another podcast ended and they didn't get to the button to press stop <laughs> and this one just kind of came up next i don't know people in the discord seem happy with it they never have any criticisms they're just like keep going it's almost like we're they cheer for us like a sports team we may suck but they'll just be like we still love you yeah we're like the was it the Washington Generals? Generals? Yeah. Except we're the Washington Generals, except with no Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> there's, no, there's no good part. <laughs> it's just a bunch of failures. All right. That's a good place to start. You want to read the synopsis of The Art of Witty Banter? Be clever, be quick, be interesting. You know, the books, the titles are just too damn long these days. How about The Art of uh, Being Succinct? Brevity's a soul of wit. Anybody ever told him that? I don't want to read the synopsis. Let's just dive wow, in. Wow. All right. Fuck it. You want to just read the book? We're going to start the episode. Have we ever skipped a synopsis? <laughs> Probably. I think the Bible, we skipped that. I don't think anything that one came with a synopsis. <laughs> What's this all about? You pick that up at the bookstore. Hmm. There's no like book reviews on the back of that. There's no author. No there's like, no author's picture of just the majesty of clouds with a sunbeam coming down. So it's the USA Today bestsellers logo on, printed on the back of that. That's thing. unfair. If you had to, the Bible would be the all-time number one, probably, right? It probably sells more books than all the other books, no? 
No, Harry Potter passed that in like 2008. Oh, Jesus Christ. Two books by prominent turfs. The Bible <laughs> and Harry Potter. All right, let's get going. We're going to come back in just a second with The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. See you there. Nice. That's witty. <laughs> hey, I don't need this damn book. Yeah, you're going to give a master class on this right now, huh? Step aside, Patrick. I've got the Art of Witty Banter right here. It's called Talking About Poop a Lot. (laughs) (laughs) When you think you've talked about poop too much? No, sir. You're only only halfway there. There's more to be mind. Everybody does it. You want to talk about small talk? It's the universal language, honestly. It's what what we all got in common. People who shit on bathroom humor it's like shitting on music or sports it's the essence of humanity okay it's one of the building blocks you think sports is a building block of humanity yes yeah it's been around it's something that crosses all cultures it's Mm. something that everybody does inherently within themselves it is the essence of being human is sport no popping out a big dump all right (laughs) (laughs) all right are we ready to read this you ready to read the art of witty banter? All right, Ganesh, let's just get into it. By the way, before we get into it, <laughs> sorry, I know I just told you to get into it, but get out of it. Patrick King, if you look at his Amazon page, this guy's got like a hundred books about how to be witty and clever and interesting and captivating. So he's still searching for the answer, huh? He's yeah, I'm not sure he knows based on all this. Or maybe or he knows and he, he's the most charismatic man alive. He's finding new witty ways to tell it. other books, how to listen with intention, better small talk. Stand up for yourself and set boundaries. Improve conversations. How to extract info, secrets, and truth. This must be the most socially adept man on earth. I'd love to meet him. Maybe we should get him on the show. Ask him what they do with all the poop out in space. Maybe he just loves to write. And he writes what he knows. Or he figured out the algorithm and said, this is what desperate people on Amazon will buy. I bet he's making big money off this stuff. How much is it? 20000 a year? <laughs> cool 20 Gs, yeah. 20000 that's enough. That's lunch, baby. That's lunch. All right, let's get into it. Let's read the book. I'll shut up for a minute. Chapter one, page one. HPM SBR meet EDR. Uh, I'm out. For <laughs> those of you who have a passing familiarity with any of my books. Nope. One of my favorite topics to cover is HPM and more recently, <laughs> SBR. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm familiar with HPM, but SBR is new. That's new to me. What's HPM? Uh, human bowel movements. We've just been talking about it. See, here we go. Witty banter right here. Boom. Put simply, there are six distinct types of responses you can use for practically any topic that arises in a conversation. HPM and SBR are quite helpful because if you are stumped or you can see an awkward silence creeping around the corner, you can essentially use HPM and SBR as ice-breaking cue cards to find topics to talk about. Can somebody explain what this is? What do these letters mean? Maybe we should have started with book 14 or whatever. HPM stands for History, Philosophy, Metaphor. Oh. Oh. Okay. This means in response to a question or statement directed at you, you reply with your own statement that evokes history, philosophy, or a metaphor. Mm. Okay. For example. Sports is the bedrock of humanity. Oh, I'm inclined to agree. If we were having a conversation, we'd be doing great. For example, if someone tells you a story about skiing, 
this is a prompt. This, this, this is where you chime in and say, ah, Sonny Bono died skiing. <laughs> History. Did you know Sonny Bono died going 89 miles an hour down that hill? Aha. <laughs> Uh, we're friends now. It only works if you say history after the fact. History. I know a little bit of history about skiing. Sonny Bono died in 1997. Skiing. Into a tree. All right, go on. Enough about, we've, we've name-checked Sonny Bono enough. This is a prompt for you to reply with, Oh, that reminds me of the last time I skied. Oh, that's just like the first time I skied as a this child. This is like what, uh, like, bros who are trying to do coke with each other. This is how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time you ever say, oh, that reminds me of the last time I skied is when you're coked up in a bathroom with another <laughs> muscle bound Yankees fan at Yankee yeah, Stadium. Like 1987. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence. My mother's friend went skiing last week and had a blast. I'd be like, shut up. Most, that's the most boring conversation starter I ever heard. My mother's friend went skiing last week. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you never. Now, philosophy, on the other hand, involves your personal stance, take or opinion on a specific topic. I'm anti-skiing. For example, is with the same skiing prompt, you can reply with, I've always loved skiing because... No, skiing's fascist. <laughs> it's canceled. <laughs> I've always hated the right-wing implications of skiing. What? I've hated skiing ever since. Oh, skiing is so fun. My favorite hobby. Oh, I don't know how I feel about skiing. That's another weird thing. If you said that to me, I'd be like, okay. I don't know. Good how luck to I you feel. and yours. <laughs> I'll see you I around. don't know how I feel about breakfast. I don't know how I feel about trees. That reminds me. One time I had breakfast. Now I don't know what I think about breakfast. <laughs> What do you think about breakfast? It's like smarter child. All right, I feel like we're 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 trampling all over Patrick's point here. Maybe there's something to be mined out Maybe of this. Maybe this last letter can redeem the whole thing. Metaphor, on the other hand, involves what the conversation topic reminds you of. If you're hearing the same story about skiing for the third time in the same day, well, you might not want to talk about it again. Thus, this is a prompt. <laughs> Everybody for keeps you. talking to me about skiing today. Why am I wearing the shirt that says I love skiing on it? Thus, this is a prompt for you to subtly change the topic to something that's related or not so related. For instance, oh, that's just the opposite of snowboarding, huh? That's actually quite similar. <laughs> yeah, I was that opposite. Sorry. I know <laughs> these are examples, but my brain is not having a good time with them. No. Time for Kenny's taking a little break. Why do you got that glass? You crushed some beers and now you're just sipping water? Or is that, or is that vodka? He's got to sob sober up by the end of this episode. <laughs> this isn't just water. This is filtered water. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was some cool like gin or like... It's gin water. I thought it was going to be like, like a fruit flavored water. It is cool though. Sorry. That was rude of me to say. I don't know how I feel about filtered water. <laughs> It reminds me, I had filtered water today, and I feel good about it. I like filtered water. SBR stands for specific, broad, and related. To any statement or question directed to you. Imagine having a conversation and these letters just flying in your head. <laughs> uh, uh, I gotta do something specific, broad, and related right now. Uh, breakfast is tasty. <laughs> good job. The other guy's like, okay, hit his head. Specific involves asking targeted questions regarding the topic you're talking about. How fast do you ski? What kind of slopes did you go down? How was the snow? Uh, how many times you been skiing recently? This is, this is like what a detective would ask, all right? 
<laughs> What's you trying to crack the case? Where were you last night? You ever heard of Sonny Bono? Broad means you ask broad questions about the topic. These create context and are great springboards to subtopics. Now, what is skiing? This enables the conversation to proceed smoothly from the main topic to a subtopic and all the way completely to a new topic. All right, how do I get from skiing to myself? <laughs> Skiing? Uh, the thing you do with your legs, like the legs I have right here. Let's check out these legs. You like my calves? Don't look at the left one. <laughs> got a bad, I was in an accident. I have a really gross bug bite. <laughs> do you like bugs? Shit. I got off myself and onto bugs. How do I loop it back? Bugs have legs. <laughs> Remember these? Don't look at the left one. <laughs> You're just like alone. <laughs> the guys walked away 10 minutes ago. Get the background and the general lay of the land here. Uh, where was this? Who did you go with? When was this? How did you drive there? How to have the most boring conversation possible. <laughs> Talk about skiing for 20 minutes. How did you drive there? It's not even like a real you, question. Is that one of those examples? How did how did you drive there? Yeah, with my fucking knees, my dick in my hands. <laughs> how do you think? With my arms. That's the funniest thing you ever said in the show. <laughs> That's how I always drive everywhere. Yeah, that's some stick shift stuff, huh? I thought you were an automatic guy. <laughs> Go manual today. Finally, related refers to asking about something that's either directly or broadly related to the subject of your conversation. The great thing about related is that it allows you to explore issues tangential to the topic of your, your conversation. Oh, I love it when it's snowing outside. I love taking weekend trips. <laughs> just yelling these in a row. Isn't it great? Getting physically active as <laughs> much as possible. I'm just standing there in silence staring back. I'm as quiet <laughs> as possible, just waiting to see where this ends. I feel like if you were this book, you'd be worse at conversation, no? Seems like a book for people who literally like are coming out of a 30-year coma or something. Just had a really serious head injury. I hate to bring it back to space, but I think it's for aliens. Uh, this would be perfect for aliens. <laughs> Aliens land and immediately start asking us about skiing. Where are the slopes around here? After a bit of brainstorming and paying attention to the fact that everyone's brain works a little bit differently, I developed three more frameworks that are usable in just about any situation. Ooh. EDR. Erectile Dysfunction Review. EDR stands for Emotion Detail Restatements. Emotion means when you respond to a statement made in conversation, you state someone else's emotion or emotional state. <laughs> oh, I went skiing last weekend. Well, you sound really excited about that. <laughs> I, think that I would be insulted if somebody replied to me saying that. Yeah. Well, aren't you fucking excited about skiing? That's fucking <laughs> condescending as hell. Don't patronize me. Yeah. Keep my emotions out of your mouth. <laughs> Don't make any assumptions, okay? If you are wrong, the person will reply with, uh, actually, I'm actually, not. Actually, it was a really sad trip. I went in honor of Sonny Bono. It's a Sonny Bono memorial ski, okay? And it was, we, we were in tears. And if you are right, the person might reply with, oh, totally. It's very thrilling to be out on the slopes. It was thrilling to go as fast as Sonny, though. Think of this like being a very open-minded counselor who just wants to talk about other people's feelings. Now, detail means that when you respond to a topic, you do so by asking for details and how they relate to the person with whom you're speaking. For example, the key journalistic five W's work perfectly. How many letters I got to remember to have a fucking conversation? And I think this is a website, www.edr.com. <laughs> <laughs>
For example, when did you start skiing? Or how does it make you feel when you ski? And so on. I feel like it's about at this point in the conversation, I'd be like, I gotta stop talking about skiing. We gotta get off this. Side note, do you guys remember when people described websites with the full WWWs? Yeah. www.hotmail.com that it sucks so much that that's not a thing anymore yeah i remember that wwws are big big remember aol keyword every show instead of hashtag they'd be like aol keyword drew carey <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the aol keywords oh uh, well what happened to aol somebody i got emailed today by somebody from an aol e- email address at work i was like you should be fired for this <laughs> You should if you if you're emailing from AOL.com at work in 2022, I don't trust that you can do good work. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't trust that you have the ability to be competent at your life. How big are there? They didn't really have a big email like size limit. That was the thing, right? I mean, it was like the only game in town was AOL. Well, Hotmail, Yahoo Mail. I have I had two coworkers with Hotmail accounts. I don't know what these people are up to. I still see a Hotmail from time to time. I see. Yeah. But it's like I maintain a Yahoo for my fantasy sports. But yeah, you didn't pivot it over. I still have the address. I haven't logged in in quite a while. I think I do log in with my Gmail. Anyway, the AOL address, it wasn't even like their name. It wasn't like John Smith at AOL. It was like some goofy ass 90s fucking like screen name. Like Angel Fire 667. Yeah, something like that. And I was like, you're going to email my work inbox in the chubby incubus at AOL.com. <laughs> oh, I just, got an, I just got an important work email from chubby incubus at AOL.com. It's the uh, invoices. I'd be like, no, like you, like, that's just HR needs to step in. That's what I think at that point. I should report that to HR. I got an AOL email in my inbox. All right, let's stop there. All right. These were stopping there. I'm unsatisfied. Oh, wait, with hold the on. Advice. The R oh. was restatement. <laughs> More fucking letters. Basically, restatement means you're validating them twice. So if you said, I went skiing in the mountains last weekend, you might say, oh, you went skiing in the mountains last weekend. No, no, no. You would say you went skiing in the mountains last weekend, or I usually go skiing at the beach. Or you say, so you went skiing in the mountains. Or last you weekend? should say you went skiing. <laughs> or you say, so you went skiing in the mountains last weekend. You all right? Went stop skiing. There. This part's a little like in the mountains. A uh, little too too much this for me. Esoteric. I can't wrap my head around it. All right. We'll try the next chapter, see if we're any All better right. at well, it. Well, see you next week, everybody. It's, uh... <laughs> see you around, folks. Yeah, I guess we'll keep chugging along. We'll be right back with more of The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. All right, we're back. We're back with more of The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. I'm in the zone now. I'm ready to pay attention and focus and start to learn. All right, I was goofing off in the first section, and now I'm ready to hunker down, get a lesson. This is like your grad school moment, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Yeah, this is it. All right, this is chapter four, free association. (laughs) That's always a a good method in conversation. (laughs) There are times when it doesn't really matter how good a speaker you are or how interesting or engaging you might be as a person. Or for that matter, how interesting the person you're speaking to is. 
Sometimes conversation just gets stuck. We can get stuck in topics we don't care about, or a conversation can turn into what feels like an interview, making it shallow and awkward. What about making it feel like a podcast? That's that's when you can start charging Patreon money. <laughs> when we find ourselves in a conversation where we're tangled up in a tough or impossible topic, we end up feeling frozen and trapped. The more we try to get out of the rut, the more stuck we feel. So let's simplify conversation. All right. It's about time. Yeah. This shit's been too complicated for me. Meme hungry. <laughs> meme don't do doo-doo till I eat food. <laughs> Maybe a little too simple, but I like where your head's at. Conversation is just, it's nothing more than a series of statements, stories, and questions. More like, you know, even it's just sounds. Sounds like what Shane just made. Grunts. Those are all words. Me don't do doo-doo until me eat food. Question mark. Oh, uh, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> After one person contributes one of those elements, the other person responds in kind. And that's where free association comes in. Ooh, like jazz. For example, if someone says, oh, I love cats so much and you know nothing about cats, you might find it difficult to contribute anything to the conversation. You just say cats are unlike dogs. <laughs> Ooh, now we're playing, now we're <laughs> volleying back and forth. What do you think about that? I see dogs, they are not cats. <laughs> now you go. Dog poop smells worse than cat poop, and I smelled them both. Wow, all right. <laughs> I think all three of us have said poop within the last five minutes, so we're right on target. Is that coming across as braggy? Yes. To say that you've smelled both cat poop and dog poop? <laughs> hey, buddy. Not all as privileged as you. All right. Enough, enough of the bathroom humor, all right? If you absolutely hate cats, this might be a conversation killer or might launch you into a bitter rant. Ugh, I wish I could kill every cat on earth. Whoa, hey, reel it back in. You might not have anything to say about cats, but what if you took away the statement and context and focus on the word and concept the vibes. of cats? Some describe that as the vibes. Hold on, I'm free associating cat. With simple free association, you can find a way to quickly and efficiently breathe new life into a conversation. Just free associate five things about cats. In other words, blurt out five things. Nouns, locations, concepts, statements, feelings, words. This is advice. This is a prank that flashed into your brain when you hear the word cats. Allow your mind to go blank and zero in on the word cats. <laughs> the second this guy said I have a lot of cats, this other person has just gone into a meditative yeah, state. They just start spitting out like pile. And <laughs> that's it. Just pile. Pile, pile, pile. <laughs> Stop thinking of the word cats as a trigger to past experiences and memory. Instead I have to overcome. The cats. Instead, start looking at it as a fresh concept, unconnected to what you've ever experienced before. Doesn't matter what you feel, what your emotions are. Sounds like pile to me. For most people, when the word cats is mentioned, they think of kittens, cuddles, sandboxes, cheetahs, lions, fish, sushi, <laughs> fur, dogs, this allergies. Is, this is way musical. what I associate with cats. This is out there stuff. The musical. They just start singing. Memories <laughs> all alone in the moonlight. He's like, uh, okay, I'll see you around. He's like, no, like the animal. No, like I own cats. Like, you know, the animal cats. <gasps> On DVD? <laughs> what? The Taylor Swift joint? <laughs> Is she in that? Yeah. You didn't see it? No. Didn't catch that one. I have a rule. I don't watch Jason Derulo movies. You know, I, I had tickets to go see that in the theaters. And then and what? Then the world shut down because I think COVID happened. Wow, they did you a favor, huh? 
the deaths might have been worth it. Yeah, so you know what I did? I rented it on like video on demand. Wow, you couldn't be stopped. Because I heard it was like horrible. So I was like, I must see this. And it's not just horrible. It's like mean, bad. Mean? It like, like hurts. It, no, it hurts to watch it. It's like is that, did they is, so in the final version are there buttholes or no buttholes that's what the that's what the 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 controversy was right the cat buttholes i think i saw butthole okay but i don't remember i tried to black it all out it's not faithful to the real cats if there's no butthole it's there and you can't See, deny this it this is this is this is jazz right here mm-hmm. what we're doing uh-huh uh-huh. yeah we're like dizzy gillespie all right idris elba um <laughs> that uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> If you could come up with one sound to confuse me the most, it would be unprompted Idris Elba. I just put. I, me, I was just like it was, that was. I was like when you step outside into the bright light, and you can't see anything. As soon as I heard that, my mind went. That dude was so close to being James Bond, but they fucked it all up. And he was in Cats. They fucked it up. They accidentally sent him the Cats contract instead, and he signed it. Way to go, MGM! You really fucked up. All right, we just went. We just went off and handed about Cats. What is the advice here? Free associate. Okay, so you'll notice that doing the free association is easier than coming up with a responsive statement or question to the declaration. I love Cats. Not really. If you're just like a human being with a brain in your head. Sorry, I apologize. Where do you go <laughs> with what the other person said? With the framework and perspective, it's much easier to disassociate from the actual statement and free associate with the subject matter. So you got to train your brain to think outside the box. Approach conversation in a non-linear way. The bun. You ever heard that? Think outside the bun? Yeah, the bun. Th- train your brain to think outside the bun. Now, suppose that someone proclaimed their love for car racing, and you know nothing about that. So what are the top five or six things that come to mind? Dale Earnhardt, Jay Leno, uh, Deadly Crashes, Daytona 500. Uh, that's all I got. Four. Shane? You want me to fill in for the fifth one? You can't come up with one? I did the heavy lifting. Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Wheel, wheel is good. Just wheel. Because the court's a wheel, right? Stretched out. If you took a wheel and stretched the shape of a wheel out, that's the court that they what? play on. The court? We're talking about racial. <laughs> I feel like we're failing at making human conversations in this episode. <laughs> we, maybe we need this. The court? That's the court. Racing. We're talking about racing. racing. Yeah. What are you talking about? What's a court? Court? They, that they race on? They, that's Track? A racing <laughs> Shane being wholly and totally unfamiliar with racing is really funny. The racing court? You know where they race around the court? Oh my god. Right. Well, for the author, the things that come to mind is NASCAR, gasoline, tires, the Fast and the Furious, and court. Japan, Japan, and Mustang. He missed Jay Leno. Now here's the magic part. Each of these six associations are perfectly normal topics to switch to that are still in the flow of the conversation. I'm sorry, remind me. What was the initial sentence that sparked this? I like. I love car racing. Oh yeah, I like Japan. Jay Leno is more of a collector. Yeah, but I think he takes it around the track every now and then on his MSNBC show or CNBC. I thought we lost him. I thought. Uh... <laughs> he thought he died. That he passed away. Nah, passed he's on. alive and well, and he's revving that engine down Sunset Boulevard, baby. Uh, the toast of to the toast of Burbank. I hate to hate to hear that. I hate to hear that he's still with us. <laughs> I love watching car racing. It's so fun. 
Oh, you mean like NASCAR or illegal street racing? Or you could say, oh, I was wondering what kind of gas mileage those cars got. Or you could say, hmm, do those cars have specialized tires? I don't think my car tires could do that. Uh, yeah, dipshit. Of course they can't. You drive a Corolla, you fucking loser. <laughs> you could say, so are the Fast and the Furious movies your favorite? Or you could say, hey, I heard they do some kind of drift racing in Japan. What's that all about? <laughs> Everything in this conversation is kind of tangentially related to Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. That's the one <laughs> thing this guy knows about. Do you like Fast and Furious? Do they do drift racing in Tokyo? Or you could say, I always imagine car racing happens with big, huge, powerful, strong Mustangs. Is that the, <laughs> is that the kind of car <laughs> racing you watch? No, no. I watch little pathetic jalopies. <laughs> More of a, I'm on the jalopy circuit. <laughs> I like cards with big smokestacks and comical puffs of smoke coming out. Things are falling off. Yeah, I root for the locals, the jalopies. I root for cars that look like they're falling apart. There's part this things coming off around the turns. You know, jalopy races. Jalopy? Jalopy. <laughs> jalopy. <laughs> Sounds like a, a, I think jalopy is the sister restaurant to Blimpy. <laughs> Can I get a six foot jalopy for my party tonight? They're like, well, we only serve soup here, but yeah, we can do six, <laughs> we can do six feet of soup. Ganesha's fucking length based food service is business now. <laughs> well, we don't usually measure soup and feet, but I'll see what we can do. <laughs> Break out the the T square. I need 50 inches of soup and. Uh... <laughs> You put the interest of soup down my gullet stat. You should try free association with the words coffee and trains and think about how much easier it is to construct questions. Coffee? And generally converse about something once you can form a mental map of the topic. Okay. All right. Here's how you practice this. Okay. On a piece of paper, write five random words. Piece it can of paper. be anything. What year is this? I don't have paper around. For each one of those words, write three associations for that words. Then you take the last word you came up with and then write three associations for that new word. So in this case, this guy used napkin, and then he found, he wrote table, spoon, fine dining. What kind of freak's first thought for a word is napkin? <laughs> Think of any word in English you like. From fine dining, here goes France, Michelin star, butler. Uh, excuse me? From butler, he goes Jeeves, white gloves, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson? He got from napkin to Michael Jackson in nine steps, okay? That's pretty good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's impressive. I couldn't get to Michael Jackson from napkin in a hundred steps. Let's stop there. Wait, are we done? You said let's stop there? I did. All right. I don't feel like I'm learning much here, but maybe it's just because I'm already an expert of how to talk to human being about things that come up randomly. Napkin. What do you think about napkin? Well, I think Michael Jackson. What? What an interesting man. Go on. <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> That's as far that's as far as I got. Have you seen Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift? Uh in other news, Sonny Bono <laughs> has not come back to life. Everything I everything just ties on back to Sonny Bono at some point for me. Really formative memory for me. All right, let's jump ahead. Let's get out of here and go learn something else. The art of witty banter. More around the corner. See you there. All right, let's go. This is the art of witty banter. It's time. It's, okay, I said it last time. I was goofing off. No more goofing off. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start paying attention. This is where I'm really gonna learn. It sounds like you should have written the book, dude. We should be reading your book on witty banter. 
don't know, just banner banner witty banner it's about uh how to make a funny like banner for like a party like up on the wall happy birthday or whatever that's another book we can't talk about that now all right witty banter what do we got that was the opposite of witty banter right there oh i just didn't want to say anything that's also that's all that's one chapter in this book sometimes you don't have to say anything at all just let the words wash over you. This is the thought experiment <laughs> technique. Okay. You ever been in a conversation where you just couldn't get a straight answer from the other person? All the time with Ganesh. It's like when you ask somebody, it's like, what happens when, why can't we just launch our fucking <laughs> trash in, into the sun? Ganesh's ongoing conversation with Google.com. <laughs> give me a straight answer, all right? <laughs> Quit beating around the bush, Google. Why can't I shoot my dirty pants into the sun? He's starting, he's starting to use like parentheses and quotation marks. Boolean. Boolean <laughs> strings. <laughs> Booyan. <laughs> Booyan. Do you do Booyan? This episode is loose. It's very loose. How to do a tight podcast episode. It's not a book we could write. You might ask good, insightful questions, but people can't seem to get out of their own way in answering your questions. That might look something like, so what do you think about this slightly unusual topic? Oh, uh, well, you know, I just can't answer that. It's too crazy for me to even think about. Uh, I can't <laughs> comment on her. I'm married. I could never do it. So who knows? What? I can't even entertain <laughs> the thought. Questions for if you're talking to a piece of shit. You fuck that girl over there. Forget about your wife. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't dream of it. I, I don't know her like that. And she's not my wife. And I would never touch her like that. Did he write this book in jail? <laughs> How to answer the tough questions like, what does she look like naked? What do you think? The reason this happens is because people are on guard against being judged. They don't want to take a stance or deliver an opinion that makes them vulnerable to any degree of judgment or ridicule. Not me. Me and Ganesh, we're the opposites of that. We're ready to put our put it I'll all on the table. Whatever, uh-huh. I'll say whatever, dude. I'll say whatever to whoever to listen. Mm-hmm. You also, I gotta say, I just looked at your whole uh, camera screen. What? In the little bottom right corner, you just said that line while wearing a big dog's t-shirt. <laughs> is that what you're wearing? Oh my god, that is a big dog's. How do we miss that? The big dog is ironically so small on the shirt. Show the back. You gotta show the back. What's the back say? You gotta get out of your chair. Oh man, I, it's... Oh, wait, no, no, get get, get in the camera. camera. What's that say? Sir? <laughs> Sir? If you want to surf with the big dog, stay off the net. If you want to surf with the big dog, stay off the net. Holy, where'd you get that? Bigdogs.com. Are you sponsored? Do they still make stuff? I'm going to bookmark their That's site. That's a pretty funny shirt, man. Where's that been? Bigdogs.net. <laughs> Hope this isn't gross. Oh, it's gross. Gross negligence not to buy the whole stock of Big Dogs shirts. Oh, here it is. Bigdogs.com. That's what I said. Goof. I didn't say .net. I said .com. Oh, I always go .NET. Shane I went to .NET and he got all kinds of spyware. Oh my god, premium tanks! I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to you have to pause the episode for a minute while Shane browses. So if they say the wrong thing, they imagine that you will laugh at their opinion and call them stupid. I might. What are you stupid? I might say that. I'm liable to say that. You eat onions like apples. What are you stupid? <laughs> I would be impressed by that. Just imagine that you ask someone for the cost of something. They say they aren't sure and they don't want to be wrong. If you kept pushing that you just wanted a very ballpark figure and if it, and it didn't matter if they were wrong, I bet you they'd produce an estimate for you re- very quickly. So if you're faced with someone who just seems to be resistant to giving you any potential fodder, the thought experiment technique can be very effective. Mm, let's hear it. How much is New Jersey? Like cost-wise, the whole thing? Yeah. I want to guess. Are we including every business contained within or just the land? Every property? Every house? All of it. Everything. All of New Jersey? A trillion? It's got to be more than a trillion. All right, well, let's put it like this. (laughs) If there is a massive disaster, 
that just leveled New Jersey. You know how they always say, like, that did $100 billion worth of damage. What would the damage be if it just New Jersey just got wiped the fuck out? It's got to be a couple trill. Yeah, a couple trill. Yeah. So you ready to Ball put park. in the offer? <laughs> 30 year mortgage, a couple trill. We can make it work. Just dip into that Patreon money. I don't know. The interest I, will I kill you. Track. Yeah. Just go talk to Biden. I got a deal you can't turn down. We want New Jersey. You get to keep New York. That's fine. When did you stop being able to buy places like that? Can you still? <laughs> like the Louisiana Purchase. We just went to France. We're like, we want to buy all this land. And they're like, all right. Well, they needed the money. I'm saying if we if we needed the money, could we sell like the Dakotas to Canada or whatever? It's because Napoleon was trying to invade Russia and he was fucking up. So he needed to sell all of his stuff. Or all something. right. I don't understand economics. All I know is I want New Jersey now that the topic's been broached. All right. What's happening? So if you really want to get an insider's view of how people think and how they really feel, you got to place restrictions and boundaries on a hypothetical to make them basically not responsible for their answer. For example, what would you do in the following situation where someone broke into your home? Gun. Would you kill the burglar if he was coming after you? Mm-hmm. Now, suppose that but was kindness. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome. You want some cookies? Do you want to watch One Tree Hill with me? I was going to rob you, but <laughs> all right. Suppose that it was self-defense, and suppose he would have killed you if he had caught you. And also suppose that he was going to die of a terminal illness within a month. Uh, okay, that's a curveball, sure. That would actually make me less likely to kill him. I would actually start to feel pretty bad for that guy. Clearly, he had yeah. some sort of alternate reason as to why he was breaking How the hell am I giving my stuff? Possibly to pay for some sort of life-saving medication, yeah. Yeah, take my stuff. I got insurance. Mm-hmm. Each of these questions after the initial scenario set up early restrictions and boundaries on how someone can answer the question. In essence, they make the question easier to answer. It takes away the layers of social and moral obligation, just gets to the question of, eh, if the circumstances were right, could you kill someone? Hmm. Damn, that's what he was trying to find out with that? I didn't get that at all. This is like, wait, this is the kind of witty response you're supposed to ask you're supposed to say to somebody this is the type of conversation you're supposed to be out there having on the streets you need to find out if people are willing to kill okay i'm not usually i guess i could be pushed to the brink but what if someone broke into your home i wouldn't kill a person i don't have a way of killing them that's not i mean a gun i guess would be easy enough but i don't have that i got like a big knife i'm not gonna stab a guy i make a well, mess what if they broke into your home and they held a knife to your cat's throat. I'd throw something at their head. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if I could kill them, I would do it. What is happening? How did this get from witty banter to like, would you kill a man in your home? Here's another example to illustrate how this works. What would you do if you were stranded on a desert island with another person? That person was going to die soon because of injuries. Suppose you only had enough food and water to last another week, and their body would provide food and water for a second week, and the soonest possible time you could be rescued was 10 days. Now, suppose they would do the same to you if you were going to die first, and suppose that human flesh had been proven to taste like lamb. Uh, I'm lost. How do we get witty out of this? Now, finally, your religion believes in reincarnation. What is all no this? waste. I, this validates my theory that he wrote this book in prison. So you don't want to feel that you're disrespecting your potential meal. What would you do? See how the combination of the setup of thought experiment and all the restrictions and boundaries allow someone to comfortably answer the question, would you be able to eat someone? What is this? What? I'm, uh, what? I don't want to talk about that with people. No. Let's stop there. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm confused. Is this people are out there? They're reading this book and they're going around asking everybody this. That's so exhausting. I don't know what other people talk about with each other. 
Me you neither. Know, you know what I mean? I agree. What do two people that aren't me talk about? <laughs> That's something I can't even wrap my head around. Except for when I join the chat here and you guys are already talking. Then I get a little peek. You, you like what you see? No. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan? <laughs> the other day I was like way too stoned and walking around outside and I was trying to imagine what it would be like to be someone else and like walk past me and like try to imagine what they're thinking and it was not good <laughs> wow that's uh kind of sad to hear are yeah. you okay <laughs> oh yeah i'm doing great is that why you've been in this funk today you've been in some sort of marijuana based <laughs> depression spiral because you imagined what it was like to meet yourself you weren't happy with it well you're doing just fine i like seeing you come down the street yeah oh, there you go well, there's your boost it. there's okay. your boost a little boost okay is there more to this book? I feel like this book is slowly turning into some sort of like cannibalistic ritual, some sort of there's, cult. There's a chapter on good natured ribbing. No, that's read. right up my alley. I like good yeah, natured ribbing. Let's check let's that do out. That. Is that at the end after that? I don't know. Probably. I just recently started eating ribs. For, for what? Just recently? For the first time in your life? Yeah, a couple years ago. Huh. They're pretty good. A couple years ago. Okay. So you've been saving this one for this is a deep one. It's new to me. So what kind of ribs? Barbecue? Uh, Fall off the bone? So far, that's how I've had, really. I like a rib. My dad got really into making ribs. We should hang out and eat some ribs. How's that? I bet you make a good rib, Ganesh. I make the best ribs. Yeah, of course you do. I make better ribs than I've had anywhere else. All right. Well, that's humble as ever. Okay, let's jump ahead to the last page. I'm calling it right now. I got a method. Yeah, they're human. That's the method. Would you eat another human? Hypothetically. If I was hungry. Let's jump ahead now to the last page of The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. All right, we're back, and this is more of The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. Took a weird detour into the ethics of murdering a human being in the last section, but I think we can get back on track. We're talking about good nature ribbing. Unless that ribbing is the eating of human ribs. It's not just any good natured ribbing. It's witty good natured ribbing. Well, there's no other kind, yeah. When people think about wit and teasing, they think in broad, inexact terms. Teasing someone is a fuzzy, open-ended concept. A lot of people think so broadly, they lose sight of the fact they've gone from being witty and teasing to cruel. While it is true that the real determining factor of whether you're being teasing, flirty, witty, or cruel is your intention. (laughs) The fine line between it all. Can you master all three? (laughs) The cruel flirt. It's also true that people can't (laughs) read your mind. They need to have verbal and nonverbal signals of your intention. They have to factor in your facial expressions, gestures, tone of voice, how fast you're speaking, your body language and posture. This is just like human interaction, man. Yeah, that's how it goes. Do you see why it really is important to be careful while trying to be witty or tease someone? It can backfire easily. Did he say I obviously like to eat because I have crumbs all over my face right now? <laughs> now that's cruel, all right. Or because I gained five pounds over the weekend. And slightly flirtatious. Over one weekend? I've had weekends where I felt like that, but I didn't know it was real. I was just trying some good natured ribbon when I said you looked fat because you gained five pounds over the weekend and you got crumbs all over your face. <laughs> Instead, you should say you need to get hosed down, big buddy. Uh-oh, hose daddy. Uh-oh, hose daddy. 
Being able to tease others in a way they enjoy is very powerful. It spikes emotions. Ah, yes. The power. With great power comes great responsibility, they say. But be careful. It's a double-edged sword. It's important that you deliver witty and teasing comments in the right way. So you want to work on your delivery. When I say delivery, I don't mean your tone of voice. I simply mean that the most teasing deals with a little bit of tension. And you should calibrate your delivery to make sure you create that tension. Ooh. For example. Sexy. If you, with a completely straight face, tell someone their art sucks and then you walk away. That's a good joke. You've succeeded. Round of applause. Standing O. There's no tension relief. That's not a joke or a tease. It's an insult. But here's a good two-step method of delivery to let people in on the joke. Tell them their art sucks and they say, just kidding. That's not art. And then walk away. (laughs) Boom. Tension cut. Everybody's laughing. We're having a good time. First, assume a deadpan delivery. You can call this your poker face. The delivery must be completely serious, but exaggerated in its seriousness. It must be obvious that you're serious to the point of absurdity. (laughs) Then the deadpan face must slowly fade and turn into into a a big smile. Big toothy grin. Big wet smile. Yeah, tongue wagging. You open your mouth and you're just all wet in there. Yeah, no, no, no. You get your tongue sticking out, wagging around. You want to turn your turn it into a smile, let others feel safe and know that you were kidding. Nothing makes me feel safe like a big smile. <laughs> a big smile after saying something real mean. That just is so- yeah, a little bit of drool <laughs> come out the side of his mouth. Wide eyes, glassed over, huge smile. I feel safe. Secondly, there has to be an indication that you did not mean what you said. You could literally say, I'm just kidding. Or you could hike up your leg and fart. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good little punctuation on any joke. Maintain smile. (laughs) Big smile, loud fart. Maintain eye contact the whole time. Easy. Okay, so it's also important to know there are certain topics that are off limits. You might even think that approaching taboo topics will yield greater laugh. The bigger the risk, the bigger the payoff. I hear you were recently diagnosed with cancer. Now get a load of this. (laughs) (laughs) Then a big smile. Now you can tease people about superficial choices. That jacket is interesting. That actually seems pretty insulting to me. Yeah, that's fucked up. Aspects about them that aren't personal. Well, you probably have the worst job out of anyone I know. That's really fucked up to say. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these are pretty bad. Wow, that's not personal. You could joke about the elephant in the room. Uh, is no one going to mention how that shirt makes you look like a bee? Like a bumblebee bitch? <laughs> like a bumblebee bitch. <laughs> I like the, I like the, all the examples of good natured ribbing are actually super fucking insulting things you should never say. Wait, these are examples of stuff to do? This is stuff you should say. Yeah, this is the do. Is nobody going to mention that that shirt makes you look like an ugly piece of shit? You can joke about idiosyncrasies and mannerisms. (laughs) Hey, even when he's passed out from exhaustion, John will reach for a Coke. That guy's always thirsty, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I like your delivery of these. It's believable. I can hear you saying this stuff. You can joke about an acknowledged weakness. <laughs> wow, you burnt the pancakes. What a shock. Uh, it's so funny how you can't breathe without your inhaler. 
Right? Come on, everybody. Burp. We're having fun. Burp. Talents and positives. Oh, I bet you were told you have too much money to shop there again, weren't you? <laughs> hey, mind your own fucking business, bitch. Goddamn. Now, do not tease people about aspects about themselves they cannot change or control. So you don't want to say, wow, your lazy eye matches that homeless guy's. <laughs> that's the first one that's pretty funny. <laughs> matches? Matches. So you're ribbing two people. That's two ribs that's, with that's one good. joke. That's pretty that's good. good stuff, dude. I'd say that. You don't want to tease people about deeply personal choices. Hey. It's okay. Your son's at public school. His teachers won't care. Honestly, less offensive to me than the the, the comments about the clothing and <laughs> the shirt. Political or religious views. Hey, uh, it's pretty funny how insert religion and then insert insult here. Pretty funny how Catholicism's shit. Values. I know this guy isn't going to let his wife go to work because of his traditional values. <laughs> Am I right, folks? If you ever talked about my traditional values, I'll kill you. <laughs> That's one of my traditional values, to kill. Notice how everything from the second category generally just sounds like an insult. It all sounds kind of like an insult. That's because you get negative in a personal way, and there are few ways to do that without coming off negatively. The line is too thin. You want to focus on less <laughs> risky topics. Too damn thin. This might suck a lot of the comedic value out of what you're planning to say, but it's better to joke the safe way than lose a friend. This is like a book for Michael Scott. <laughs> How to tell jokes that are still kind of offensive, but won't get you fired by HR. As the old saying goes, if you mess with the bull, you get the horns. That's how I live my life. And you will you'll be surprised how harshly can respond if they feel you're insulting their identity. So how are some ways you can tease in a witty way? Well, there's a couple foolproof formulas. All right, finally. Number one, deliberately misconstrue someone's words. That's always fun for everybody. When a person you are conversing with says a word, pretend that it meant something completely different. Think all the ways that a statement can be interpreted and choose the one that allows you to tease them or make fun of that false representation of them. For example, one person says, I love cats. And your reply is, oh, you eat cats? That's fucking gross. Wow. That's good. You basically took their statement and stretched it to its most absurd meaning. When someone says, I love salmon, it obviously means they love to eat you salmon. You like to fuck salmon, you fucking pervert? <laughs> Am I right? Come on, I'm just kidding around. Only wild salmon, right? None of that farm stuff. Mm -mm. To fuck. I fuck them wild. When someone says, I love salmon, it obviously means they love to eat salmon. <laughs> On the other hand, when someone says, I love cat or I love dog. It obviously means I love those animals as companions. You could have a salmon as a pet. Yeah. You could put a leash on it and drag it around a park. <laughs> hey, Fido, your boy. It's just rotting. They don't mean to say that they would love to see him on a menu at their favorite cafe. Another example is, oh, geez, the skiing was so difficult. And <laughs> you're back at fucking skiing again. And you Jeez. reply with, oh, so now you're bragging about skiing? Jeez. Uh, I don't understand. In this exchange, <laughs> you're reversing the meaning of what they said. Uh, the effect you're trying to create is that you understood they had difficulty, but you're making light of the challenge. Mm, okay. Another thing you could do is you can disagree <laughs> and amplify. Oh, uh, another thing you could try is... Uh... 
just make fun of them. Disagree and amplify. In addition to intentionally misconstruing the other person's words, another proven way to display your wit is by disagreeing and amplifying. This is like the opposite of yes ands. <laughs> the way to display your wit is just be a big boorish asshole. When you disagree with something, amplify and exaggerate it to the point of disagreement. Uh, I don't know, even know what he's saying here. Uh, let me find the example. Yeah, I need an example of this so I know so I can use it on you. You like Nickelback? Okay, I'm going to go jump into an empty pool right now. What this tells the person is that you really don't care for Nickelback. This is a book, How to how to Speak Like Chandler from Friends. Yeah, these are all Chandler's-isms. Okay, I'm going to go jump into a pool right now. The other guy would be like, all right, asshole, just trying to fucking talk to you. What this tells the person is that you really don't care for Nickelback. In fact, they might interpret the statement as saying that you hate Nickelback. That's how I'd interpret it. Your second statement about jumping into an empty pool, as in I have to kill myself right now, is funny. It's objectively funny. It's funny enough so the sentiment of what you're saying doesn't really matter. Pretty funny. Let's try it. Hey, I, I, do you like Nickelback? Oh, no, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to get I'm going to get a gun and I'm going to kill everybody at this party <laughs> right now. If you say that again, you're dead. I'm going to find your family, too. See, that's witty. It's funny. It expresses that you don't like Nickelback and you're having some fun with it. Wow. Is it a pool party? Yeah, gotta be with that kind of comment. Well, then you gotta drain the pool and actually do it. All right, you go out there and you drain that pool. I'm gonna jump in and kill myself in your drain pool. All right? <laughs> Did you fill it back up on top of me? Now, compare this statement to something flat out insulting like, oh, you like Nickelback? Oh, you must be deaf. That's better than the first one. Wait, they were saying the pool one was good? Yeah, yeah. that's what you should say. Instead of saying, oh, you like Nickelback? You must be deaf. You could just be like a normal person saying, you know, I don't care for Nickelback. Or... Yeah, sure. Just agree. That's what I do. Just agree, even if you don't agree. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Just start singing the photograph song. Look at this photograph. Just sing that to completion and everybody will leave you alone. I feel like they're beyond the butt of the joke these days, too. Yeah. They're just like it's a funny thing. They've that's rised like, above the fray. If someone said that they liked him, I would be like, that's crazy. And would yeah, we would talk about it. I'd be like, really? Have you ever seen him? Yeah. Keep the conversation going. Did you throw a can at the guy's head? Remember that? He was getting hit with bottles. Hey, and what stuff. did he said something funny too? Yeah. He was like, I'm out of here. Something stupid. He was it. like, if you do it again, we're leaving. And then they threw like three more. He was like, <laughs> and he was like, fuck it. Look at this photograph. <laughs> that one song over and over. God bless him. Honestly. How, how, how hack to make fun of Nickelback? I believe they were in the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. Yeah. If you're in the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, you're A-OK -okay with me. Dashboard confessional. Oh, vindicated. <laughs> Man, have you seen that guy in Dashboard Confessional lately? He looks younger than me. He's not aged. Really? I listened to Dashboard Confessional as a child, and now I'm older than him. I don't know how wow. it happened. He looks great. Wait, he's younger than us? No, oh, he's he not. Physically. He just looks fucking good. Wow. Somehow I remember listening to him and as a preteen teenager, and now I look like a piece of shit compared to him. Looks great. Life being vindicated. He's vindicated. Okay, I'm gonna skip skip forward. Did they do screaming infidelities? Yeah, your hair is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, man, I can do. Let's just do that. Let's do a dashboard confessional <laughs> podcast. <laughs> screaming infidelities, making me away. Let's stop there. <laughs> your hair is everywhere. I did that at karaoke once, and nobody knew it but me. It didn't stop me though. 
I powered through. All right. We're st- is there more? You said let's stop there? Shit, I thought we were done. I was in my, I was in nah, my man, end of the episode zone. You know what? Fine. Fuck it. We'll keep going. I'll just keep going. No, no stop. let's do another no section. Now we follow right, your lead. Right. You're the leader and I'm the follower and that's just how it is on this show. Let's one last go. one. Let's go one last ride. This one's going to be the good one. This is the one that's really going to turn my life around. Yeah, that last section, I, it, it lost me. I liked the examples because they were just so good. I want more of those. Uh, let's jump ahead they now. They were so good, I'd like to jump into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Come on, we're having fun. We'll be right back. I could go for a dip, though. You know what I'm saying? I would love to take a dip in a pool. We should go on a pool trip, the three of us. Boys day at the pool. We could rent a cabana at the Greenpoint Hotel. Whoa. I didn't well, know that. Like, let's do it. Yeah. You want to do it? They got a cabana? We got to do it before the summer's over. It's August 24th. It's a rooftop pool. Shut up. It's gonna you shut the fuck up. It's gonna be September in one week. We gotta do this pool ASAP. It is like eight hundred dollars to do it. Uh, yeah, but you get eight get a friends. Couple, get, get, get eight friends. That's not that's a bad such afternoon. A hundo each. I think we got eight hundred dollars in the old let's stop their bank account. Yeah. It's <laughs> easier to do than to come up with eight friends. Forget the steaks. We're doing pool day. Cabana boys. Bring the noodles. All right. We're, we'll be right back. All right, let's go. Let's wrap this. Puppy All right, up. let's go. Let's wrap this puppy up. Says the big man. Let's uh, let's finish it. Are the art of witty banter? How to do witty banter by a guy who's witty with banter. How to do witty banter and alienate people. <laughs> How to become the worst person at in a social event. All right, this section is about comebacks. Oh, finally. Yeah, this so this I like that this book is automatically assuming that there's going to be some sort of combative nature to your uh, social Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get you're going to get some pushback. Uh-huh. <laughs> when people inevitably don't care for the mean things you're saying about them, you're going to have to come up with a comeback. As a former fat kid, I used to have a fairly extensive library of witty comebacks for charming people who like to point out that I was fat. Mm. Mind you, I wasn't really that large, just uh 20 pounds overweight. Oh, so you were fine. At some point, however, I de- developed a one type of comeback that never failed. Suck my dick. Suck, <laughs> suck my fat dick. <laughs> it, would, it would work. Yeah, it would, that work. would work. If somebody called you fat and you said suck my fat dick, they would be like, <laughs> <laughs> jaw drop. <laughs> what? So if someone made fun of you and said, oh, you're so big, your polo brand sport shirt had a real horse on it. <laughs> That's another guy who read this book. Two guys who've read The Art of Woody Banter bantering back and forth with each other. He's like, I'm going to use four horses to draw and quarter you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good comeback. That's pretty good. You talk about horses, I could go all day. Very equestrian minded. (laughs) This person would say, were you also aware that my polo sport shirt can also be used as a parachute? Oh, so just. Destroy your own self-esteem is the advice in this section. Or if someone said, oh, you can't ride in the car with with me because I'm afraid the car is going to tip over. Jesus. These people you are your friends. say, you better put six extra wheels on your car for me. <laughs> this is sad. What exactly are these lines composed of and why are they so effective? Because it confuses the other person. Like, oh, he agrees. Becoming a witty comeback machine is easier than you think. And it's one of the best conversational tactics you can learn. Okay. Uh, this guy, yada, yada, yada. Oh, wow, yada. Yada, yada, yada on comebacks. 
Ganesh doesn't want to let us know how we can come back at him. He spends six <laughs> paragraphs defining what witty comeback means. Oh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good yada. You're the pro here. You want to use your wit to disarm people. So you want to create some major tension. First, All right. when thinking of a witty comeback, don't think generically. Don't use, I know you are, but what am I? Or so is your mom. That's pretty good, though. That usually works. Your mom's still. Your mom's a killer. It's still plays. Mm-hmm. It's been out of fashion so long that it plays. It's been out of fashion so long like your mama. A witty comeback is judged by people based on how original it is. Second, don't act like you can't take a fucking joke. All right? The vast majority of the time, people are indeed joking when they say something negative about you in your presence. In a sense, it's a compliment. They save the real stuff for when your back is turned. All my real friends insult me every day. It's true. Actually, you guys do do. That is true, yeah. We have a healthy amount of insults. In a sense, it's a compliment because they assume that you have sufficient sense of humor and the emotional resiliency to deal with it. I'm actually complimenting you when I say your shirt looks like shit and you smell bad. This tiger shirt? Oh, no, not me, clearly. Not you. Ganesh, the big dog shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you guys are both wearing killer shirts right now. I can't really complain. You want me to pop my top off? If you're offering. (laughs) Hey. Is that what you're asking me to do? Hey, might as well get the image in my head before pool day so I can come to terms with it. If you let it show that you're angry or hurt, it spoils the playful tone. For example, (laughs) if someone made a joke about my fatness and I got visibly angry, they would probably stop or keep going. Who's this for? This is for like children. What adult man? What? Who? I mean, this feels like the social life of like a 14 year old. If an adult man came up to me today and started making fun of how I look, I would be flabbergasted. I'll be like, what? No, it's, that, easy. Yeah. it's easy when you're an adult. You just say, hey, shut up and suck my dick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> shut up and suck my I dick. Four words for you, buddy. Suck <laughs> my fat dick. Yeah. The kids at school didn't do that to me. They just threatened to bring a gun and kill me. Yeah. That's life in the holler. Yeah. I took it as a, you know. It's a compliment. Kind of a compliment. If they bring a gun, that's a compliment because that means they think that you would best them in hand-to-hand combat. It's true. That's what that's what the uh, guidance counselors told me. <laughs> At gunpoint. Third, you want to use the right tone. The best witty comebacks are delivered with 50% indifference. When you deliver one with 100% excitement, guess what happens? You blow it. <laughs> this guy just got too excited about his comeback. He's tripped over his words. Indifference is the correct tone because comebacks are all about your attitude pretend you're james bond delivering a witty retort after a failed murder attempt by a villain yeah use a british accent i suck my suck fat my dick, sir. <laughs> shade was like australian and Ganesh was like ed mcmahon <clears throat> i'll split the diff <laughs> correct sir there are four types of witty comebacks none are better than the other Wow, four equal witty comebacks. I can't wait to hear what these are. Type one, pick apart their words. Ah, yeah, that's always appreciated. So as an example, someone says to you, oh, man, you're working as slow as a glacier. Pick it up. You say, you mean I'm super strong and cool under pressure? True. Oh, that would win. That would win. All right. That would win a battle yeah. of words for sure. All right. What else we got? Agree and simplify. So you could say, if someone says to you, oh, your cooking was pretty terrible last time, you could say, oh, you're lucky you didn't stay until the end of the night. We all got our stomachs pumped and had mad diarrhea. (laughs) Well, dinner at my place tonight? (laughs) I like how graphic that one is. That was fun. All right. Now they're starting to get the vibe. Imagine all these with a loud fart afterwards. All right. That's what I'm doing. 
You can also reverse and amplify, which is just a simple deflection. So instead of, oh, your cooking was pretty terrible last time. Yeah, but at least I didn't get need to get my stomach pumped and have mad diarrhea the way <laughs> I did after last time you cooked. Very wordy. That's always That's good. A lot. Always good when you got a mouthful of words pouring out. And then throw in a You can also use an outlandish <laughs> comparison. Oh, your cooking was pretty terrible last time. Yeah, I guess I should have used the eggs that it's hockey pucks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that would be, it does make everyone better. A little fart this at the end. This man getting grilled so hard he's just shitting his pants and burning. <laughs> he's got a look on his face like, oh, God. What did I do? So those are the four types of comebacks. That's it. That's all That's four. It. The nonviolent ones, anyway. Yeah, they missed the suck my dick one. Yeah, this is whatever. the rare fifth one that you could break out. This is suck my dick. Works. That's a break emergency glass when you need that That's one. That's foolproof, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't use it on kids or your family, <laughs> but Jesus. other than that, Jesus, it's foolproof. Ganesh. Jesus. I said don't. I said don't. <laughs> I said don't. Speaking from said. experience, do not you cannot tell a kid to suck your dick. <laughs> if he makes you mad, it does not work out in your favor. The kid has the upper hand. Yeah. You've lost. You've lost when you've gone that far. All right. Is that all of them? What else we got here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wrap this puppy up, dude. Let's go. That's it. That's the, uh, the end. Uh. Let's stop there. <laughs> I don't think you've ever yelled the end before like that. The end. That's, a, that's, um, a, oof, that's it. Okay. That book gets 100%. That is a book. That, it words. was a book. It had a lot of words in it and many pages. <laughs> Very good. I've learned to be witty now and I will apply it to this podcast. That's the end of the episode and the book. We're done. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Linkus for our art. Uh, you can find us at letstopthere.com. Hit us up on social media. Send us book requests. Uh, just reach out. Say hello. Join us. Patreon.com slash letstopthere. $5 a month. You get extra episodes. You can join our Discord. Talk shit to us, to our faces. Give us any kind of comments, complaints, and we will put them in the garbage can. Uh, we got a voicemail. What? So we got a voicemail. What are you bringing this out now at the 11th hour? We got a voicemail? Yeah. Are we, are we playing it in here at the end? Uh, Yeah, I'll play it out on the outro. It's not something that requires a response? It does require a response, actually. Well, then let's do it another episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus. You're <laughs> on a fucking tight ship here. Well, let's stop there. 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on some undetermined future episode whenever Ganesh gets around to telling us we have one voicemail. I, for I forgot about it. And we'll be this enthusiastic. Uh-huh. It's going to be great. Okay. That's the end of the episode. We'll see you next time on Let's Stop There. Let's stop there. America's Game. You know, and they say Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. They always call Wheel of Fortune America's Game. Who, sa who says that? I think Jeopardy's America's well, game. Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak can suck my dick. Bye. Bye.